0: Hey guys, it's your girl RV Hart and I'm here with another episode of Everyone Gets a Turn. So once again, my girl Dorian will not be joining me this episode, but you will expect the dynamic duo back for the following episode. So today we're going to get things kicking with our What the Hell Happened like we always do. So just give you guys a couple updates, a couple hot topics. So the first thing I want to talk about is Rihanna possibly being pregnant from what I saw on my social media. So I just randomly hopped on and I saw people talking about Rihanna's appearance at her diamond ball that she just had. Um, And she looked really great in that black dress. I really think Rihanna is beautiful. She's like just a woman that can just wear whatever she wants. Um, However, I think people are reaching so bad because she hasn't come out with an album yet of like all these possible things, right? Like, oh, Rihanna must be pregnant. Oh, Rihanna, this, that, and the third. Shorty's definitely not um, pregnant, in my opinion. I think Rihanna's a a person that, although she does have all this money, because she could definitely afford to have a child and have, you know, nannies and stuff like that. I think she's very aware of, like, where she is with herself as far as career and her wanting to accomplish just certain things personally and wanting to experience certain things before she has a child. And I think, um, you know, sometimes as fans and people... In the regular world, we tend to create things because we need an explanation for why our favorite celebrity is not pitting out X, Y, and Z for us, but they have their own lives. She has her own ventures, right? Although we know Rihanna for her music, but that might not really be where her main focus is at the time. Um, And I think we have to take that into consideration. I think that's a really important thing to understand is that... um, just because we know her for singing doesn't mean that she doesn't have, like, makeup and clothing and all these other ventures. Um, But I think it's kind of a reach to say that she's pregnant. I think Rihanna is probably going to be one of those people that doesn't get pregnant till she's, like, almost 35 years old. Because I think she just is not done doing Rihanna. Um, And it doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter if she's, like, 30 now. I think that she's chilling where she's at. She's in no rush. And I think... um you know, birth isn't the only explanation for why someone's not delivering something you want them to do, so I just thought that was kind of funny, and so she actually says it out of her mouth um in my opinion, she's not pregnant also, my baby girl, Megan the stallion, got signed with Rock Nation, so congrats to her. I think that is so awesome. um, she really definitely deserve it. You know, that's a really big accomplishment and she's worked very hard and just really has proven herself. Um, I think it has been kind of corny, though. I've been seeing some people talk about her mom's death, bringing that up, talking about, you know, her coincidence of rocking off into fame and all that. And I'm just like, you know, it's not a coincidence that she's like, I don't think her what I mean, I don't think her mom's death has anything to do with her being where she's at now. Um, I don't think Megan planned her mom's death. I don't think that she doesn't care about her mom's death. I think it's one of those things where, like, my mom supported me. She was my manager. She wanted me to do X, Y, and Z and get to these plateaus in, in my life. And I'm doing that. And I'm going to do that, although she's gone. Because I'm sure her mom wouldn't want her to just stop. Because, her, because she's no longer around. So I think let's not turn this into, like, extra thing right let's not make somebody's happy moment of being signed to like an awesome label a time to like bring up some real tragic and tragic shit that happened to them um so I I just need everybody to cool off with that also you know Meek Mill just had his concert here in Philly I did not attend but a lot of people on my timeline was there and it looked really really lit it looked like it was a good time um, you know, I think I'm just loving all the collaborations between Black artists, you know, Megan The Stallion, you know, she, um, you know, is collabing with a lot of these different people and I think Meek is doing great things, um, trying to be positive despite what the world throws against him, so... You know, if you went to this concert, definitely let me know how you liked it. Um, You know, I feel like these concerts lately that I've seen in the last year or so have really been worth the money, been worth the time. And I actually need to get myself going to a concert or two. Um, My coworker was actually trying to get me to go. Um, But, hey, I'm not like a real big concert person. I, I think I said this before on here, but... I prefer, like, smaller venues. It's just too much with, like, the bigger crowds. So, um, is there anything else? Oh, I guess I'll give you guys a little update on my week. So, my week was regular, degular, nothing crazy. Went to work, came home. The same old thing. Um, So, right now, I'm recording this. So, I'm going... Obviously, I record before the episode comes out. So, today... That I'm recording I'm about to go to a football game a little later so my the school that I teach at uh the boys are uh play football and their game is tonight so me and like hella teachers from my school are going and then we're gonna go out to a bar on um main street and get fucked up because that's what teachers do um y'all be really surprised like teachers are probably amongst like some of the wildest people so if you have like a teacher friend they're probably doing some wild shit. Like, and you could probably say, yeah, my wildest friend probably is a teacher. Um, and it's just really it's just really crazy. But yeah, so we're going to go support the kiddos and then we're going to go take back a couple drinks because we deserve it and teaching is not an easy thing because it literally takes up your time in and outside of school, as you can see. Because even before I just started this recording, I was with a few of my girls. Um, They're part of this new program that was brought to our campus called uh, Divas in the MGD program, um, which stands for, like, develop, Developing Individual Virtuous Adults. So um, it's pretty much, like, a program that creates, like, a sisterhood and brotherhood amongst students at the same campus. And um, I guess... Uh, they do like, they do things like community service. They do things like, um, workshops and going on college tours. So the girls had their little presentation today. Um, it's actually really funny because, so a couple of my coworkers are a part of the Greek life. Um, and my coworker, one of my coworkers, she's across the hall. I forget what sorority she's in. She's in the sorority with like the pink and purple, um, colors, and then I have a Q, Mr one of my coworkers, he's a Q, and then I have like a bunch of Sigmas that work at my job. And um a couple of them kinda of voiced how they felt about this particular program. So I won't lie, the program as far as like the girls getting prepared for a presentation kind of shadows after what you might see in a probate for like a sorority or a fraternity. And my coworker, who's literally across the hall from me, she really feels a way about it. Cause you know, she is Greek and she feels like, you know, you got like this program is kind of like mimicking Greekdom. And I can totally like understand that, empathize with like that. And I hear her opinion, but I guess for me, with my experience with Greeks and I know I'm not Greek, so I'm definitely not going to talk on it as if like, I can fully understand the sister and brotherhood that comes with it. Cause it looks like it's, obviously something very intense that you should protect but you know one thing that I've experienced with Greeks are that they seem to be very serious about every little thing and in my opinion I get that you can see parts of this maybe like the performance part taking after like a Greek organization but you know, these are high schoolers and the person who created this whole program is a Delta, which is the funny part to me. So I'm just like, you're getting some of y'all are kind of getting bent out of shape about like the order of this, like or like this program when the person who made it is an actual Delta. And then like one of the advisors, because I'm an advisor, one of the advisors for another campus is a AKA. So I'm just like, OK. I can understand you have your pains. You're allowed to have your feelings. Like you went through that process in college. Like, and you have a sisterhood that I will never understand. And you have a brotherhood. I will never understand with your, with your frats and your sorority sisters. But I just feel like it's a high school program. The kids know that they're not in a sorority or fraternity. They know when they go to college, like you're not in a sorority fraternity. You should never um, go on a campus acting as if you're a part of any of those things. Like that's not cool. I don't know. I think for me, it's just like at this point, I don't really want to hear anymore about anybody's opinion about it because it's a high school program. It was created by somebody who is actually a Delta. And I'm just like, what are you going to do about it? Like you've been out of college. And and I know that being Greek is with you for your whole life. So I'm not going to say just because you're out of college, get over it. But I feel like from what I've observed, with people who are Greek and they've been out of college for a long time, like you do kind of lose a little bit of touch up with the organization because you're getting older, you're doing other things, and you can't maybe keep the upkeep of being a part of the organization financially. So I kind of just feel like they're like, okay, now you're like late 20s, early 30s. You're starting to like, you know, your years have passed out of college. I get it, it's sacred. But at the same time, it's just like, relax. You know what I mean? Um, and like I said, I'm not Greek, so I'm not gonna tell people how to feel about it, but at the same time, like I don't wanna every time I'm turning around somebody's complaining to me, like, Oh yeah, Miss Her, y'all got them doing da-da-da-da. Because I never ever would disrespect a sorority or fraternity. Like, one thing about me is like even when I was in college, I never necessarily cared so much about being a part of one, but I always respected it and I always loved seeing that bond that those people had and going to probates and stuff. So I respect it. But at the same time, it's just like sometimes y'all take stuff above and beyond. And, you know, I just would like them to relax off of that. But that's where I went earlier and the girls did really good. They had to recite a lot of information. So I can understand that's definitely what you do at a probate. I totally understand. But yeah, they're in high school. So like they're not even on the level of understanding fraternities and sororities because they haven't even gotten to that that part of like their education yet like you can't even really pledge I believe until at most schools right until you're like a sophomore so that's just my little tidbit of what I did today so I had to wake up early for then I hate waking up early on the weekends because like I gotta wake up early every other day the weekends I just want to sleep but guys in other news i want to get into our topic for today and this topic it's kind of took me a a long time to figure out what i was going to talk about today because like i said in the last episode it's really hard for me kind of to have these conversations by myself but you know i've been getting inspired by my girl amanda Sills because she has a solo podcast and she just is so articulate so today's topic i actually saw a clip from the breakfast club um of this it was about three individuals who I don't know and they are all a part of the LGBTQ community and I am a part of the LGBTQ community because I am an ally and I do find women attractive and I and I was I I I identified as gay in high school but I am not I've found myself if I had to put a label to make other people feel comfortable I guess I would say possibly bisexual but um I just like people so, but I am part of the LGBTQ just off the fact that I am an ally. Like I support that community. So these three individuals, they are part of the LGBTQ community, and they were kind of talking about like being transgender and being assigned gender roles and all that. So the one guy on the show, and if you want to look up this interview, it's really interesting and it might give you a headache. It's if you search up like um the Breakfast Club talks about trans issues, this should come up. And it's like, uh the three people, and then the one guy he played in Why Did I Get Married, I forget his name. He was married to Janet Jackson. He's also in the interview, but he's trying to figure out what they're talking about. So he's like the one that's trying to like wrap his head around the whole transgender thing. They were arguing how, you know, when you're born a woman, it's not natural. So when I heard the guy say that, he's like, no, it's not natural, it's not natural. I'm just thinking, why? How is that not a natural thing being born a woman, right? Like, it's very natural, nigga. Like, I get the period. Um, My body's hurting. I got, I can give birth to a whole person. My titties is big as shit. Like, how is that not natural? And I guess the argument was like, when you are born, the unnatural part about it is that you're assigned a gender. So I was like, "Okay, you're acting as if a doctor is saying you're having a boy, you're having a girl like if they're dictating the sex of the baby or the gender of the baby. But then somebody in the comments kind of broke it down like, no, I think the person is saying how it's unnatural because um, the gender of the baby is actually not determined into that individual child determines it for themselves so it's unnatural because you're just giving someone a gender based off of their genitalia right so once the person explains like that I was like okay I, I see where you're trying to go right you're trying to say like this child isn't anything yet until they decide what they want to be but as human beings we're just gonna go ahead and tell them that they're a man or a woman because of their penis or their vagina that they're assigned Okay, I can see where you're going, but when you try to act like DNA isn't a real thing, that's where I kind of get thrown off. And it makes, at that point, I think a lot of people who are allies or a part of the LGBTQ community to certain capacities can start to feel like, all right, you know, I feel like y'all are reaching. Um, And the reason why I feel that way is because a lot of times the LGBTQ community, I feel, has created a lot of terms that just don't makes sense and that kind of go against like just science you know what I mean and I know that there's holes in science there's holes in a lot of different things but when you try to like do stuff like this as far as like you know transgender and then telling people like you know that's not natural. Even with that explanation, I feel like that's a bit much, right? Because at the end of the day, and I hope nobody who's a part of this community is offended by anything I might say, but it's just like at the end of the day, like a trans woman cannot give birth, right? You cannot, and your and your experience as a woman is still not the same experience as I'm gonna have because I was born a woman and I actually have like going through all of the physical periods and maybe having a child that you did not go through, you know what I mean, and that you cannot go through. Yes, you could take hormones and grow breasts and then you could get your genitalia um, changed to like match the gender that you are, all of that, right? But you're not really going to experience it just vice versa with a trans man. Like, he's not going to experience everything that somebody who's biologically born with that genitalia, right? Like, that's just not a thing that's going to happen. And so I sometimes get offended when um, trans women are allowed to, like, take certain seats that women who were born a woman, you know, don't. Like, even when those couple of years ago, when Caitlyn Jenner uh, had won the Woman of the Year Award, it's just like, she is a woman now. I understand that. And I guess that's the argument. Like, this is a woman. um. But at the end of the day, you should have given it, in my opinion, maybe to a woman who was born a woman, who has been doing the woman thing for a lot longer. Because at this point, Caitlyn Jenner wasn't trans all that long. And I'm not saying... And 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 I might sound like I'm contradicting myself with some of my statements because I guess for me it's like I'm definitely not trying to take away from the fact that, like, you are now a woman, right? Like, I believe that you should be able to be whoever you want. But at the same time, you can't, like, also overlook the fact that there are people who are biologically, um, biologically a woman and who have experienced womanhood, like, for their whole lives. And you're not really even getting the full experience a full experience because you are injecting yourself with hormones you have to go get these surgeries and then you're not at all about to like experience anything like periods or childbirth right and then you know and then my thing too with the argument is that like if that's the case like if you're really a woman or you're really now a man then why is it such so much pressure on Those individuals who are trans to tell their partners that they used to be X, Y, and Z. If we're going to move into a society, right, that's like trans, once they turn into their desired gender and they get all the surgeries, why should they have to disclose that they used to be X, Y, and Z if they're now officially a woman or a man, right? and i think that's where things get complicated um i'm not going to sit here and say that we should not mess with nature and that we should not mess with things like that because i wholeheartedly believe like if you feel like you're in the wrong body you're in the in the wrong body i do um but at the same time like you know you still have to disclose this information so at the end of the day you're not really even fully being able to be a man or a woman because you have to keep telling the next person that you're dealing with or that comes into your circle oh I used to be a man I used to be a woman you know what I mean like now that's something you have to say because why I want that question to be answered is it because you can never really be truly a man or a woman right you know what I mean like that's just like you know people saying Um, you know, I always bring race into stuff, but like, even when people adopt, um, like characteristics of like another culture, like you, you can change all those things about yourself. You can learn all the food recipes, you can learn all the dances, the rituals, whatever for this particular culture, but you're still not that, you know what I mean? You're still not this race or this, um, background, right? Right. And I just hope that's making sense. And I'm definitely all for people DMing me and letting me know, like, and educating me. Of course, do it in a respectful way because I'm not in no way saying like I know everything. But I know this is a very sensitive topic, and I do see myself as someone who supports uh, all people um, in the gay community. Like I've always been down for that. Like I've always been about people being their like authentic selves. But I think sometimes when it comes to like just this trans conversation and then the way they attack people who are not gay and them being naturally born this and you start telling us that we're not actually that and we allow someone to dictate us and don't get me wrong like parents definitely do dictate their kids right because when you have a child and you find out it's a boy or girl you start buying it this color thing that you start telling them that they should do these type of things I totally understand that but at the end of the day like if everybody was so mis um was assigned the wrong thing, if like everybody's really assigned the wrong thing, then I think we the transgender population would be a lot huger, a lot bigger than what we're seeing right now, right like we do have a big trans community in the world but i also feel like it would be way bigger 10 times bigger if this was really the fact that everybody's assigned the wrong thing because so much more people would be feeling so out of place with their body that they would feel the need to get surgery or take hormones or switch their name right so I, I guess this is a conversation, and, you know, I've talked to many men and asked them the question like, oh, if you met a woman and she told you she used to be a man, would you continue to date them? And they were like, no. And I was just like, why? Wow, they're now a woman, right? They have a vagina now, they have boobs, they're taking hormones, but they're like, but you used to be a man, like this isn't what you were born, like you used to have a whole penis, you used to like, you had to take these medicines in order to be the woman you are now. And if you were to stop taking them, you would your body would revert, um, you know what I mean? Whereas I remember one of my old friends from high school, her brother said, like, if he ever messed with somebody who was trans, um, he would be okay with it, he said, because he said, you now are a woman, you got all the parts, so why not, right? Like, he's like, if you now have a vagina and you look like a woman and you sound like a woman, and that's what I'm interested in, right? I guess it's like, one I those saying, you look like a duck, you sound like a duck, it must be a duck type thing, um, but I know a lot of men, and I think for most men, I feel like the issue more lies with the fact that you can't digest that it used to be a man or something like you know what I mean like you can't quite accept it like it used to be a man, so that's why you would have such an issue with um, dating someone who was trans because you can't quite get the penis you used to have a penis out your mind and used to be a man out your mind and you and You just don't want to be gay so bad, Um, but you're still technically being attracted to a woman because the, the person's whole image is a woman, right? So I think, especially for black men, that wouldn't be straight black men. It wouldn't be an easy thing to, you know, address. Um, and for me personally, if I was to date a man and he told me he used to be a woman, I would be okay with it. Now, a lot of people say like, well, one, you used to like girls Ari and then two, um, you know, I am very open in a lot of ways. So that could definitely be a factor. Um, but even I, I think I asked one of my good friends, too, who's like always been straight as far as I've known. And she said she wouldn't mind either. She's like, if you have a dick, like, sure, let's go. Right. But then again, it's a lot easier for girls. I feel society has made it a lot easier for girls to be willing to date a trans person and not get backlash. Like, I don't think I would get backlash for telling people, yeah, my boyfriend used to be a girl or something like nobody would call me any type of name for that and I think that's another part that lies with it because let's be honest a lot of men out here are into transgender women they are into um men they're into being bisexual like but they just cannot be to the fullest extent because um of how society has painted it and like what does it mean to be gay? What does it mean to be a man? And those two things seem to not be able to exist together And I and I've talked about this kinda of before about how I feel like all right, like I was asked the question, would I date a man knowing that he like had sex with a man before or that he's bi, right? And I said, like, no, I would prefer like the man that I'm dealing with to have not dealt with another man. And then people are like, Well you said a man is still a man, whether they're gay or not And I believe that, right? But my whole thing with it is, is that I feel like from my observation, a lot more men who are bisexual always seem to end up leaning more towards other men. And also like the HIV rate between gay men is a lot higher than it is between like heterosexuals because AIDS is able to be transmitted a lot easier through the anus right and that's where they mostly have their sex right through uh the butt so um i'm sorry if i worded that wrong but like yeah that's how they have sex most of them like aside from just giving oral they have anal sex and from what i read Big Shot can be traveled a lot easier through your anus because it is more susceptible of getting rips and tears. So if I'm messing with a man and he likes other men, I think my worry is like he might end up leaning more towards liking men and then end up wanting to just be with men all together and we've been together or or the STDs aspect of it that you are more susceptible to contracting something because of how sensitive the anus is to rips and tears and stuff like that. So in no means do I think a gay man is less of a man because I've seen some gay men who are way more manly than any straight man. But I think my concern is the whole you possibly just being more into men at the end of the day. Because from what I've seen, I've never met me personally, and I'm not saying they don't exist, but I've never met a bisexual man who just really, truly, always equally loved men and women. It always was like at one point they loved men and women and then at the end of the day they always ended up loving men. And I don't want that because I've seen shows and heard about it in real life of women being with a man and then he ends up being gay and then we have like three kids together and it's 15 years later and like I just wasted 15 years and your ass is gay and we could have just been fucking friends and I would have been cool with that. Like and that's the thing like if I ever meet a guy and... Like, I would hope, and you really feel like you're gay or something, I would hope you just be honest with me. I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not going to be mad. I can't be mad because you're about to go be with a guy. Like, it's not like you're leaving me for another girl. Like, you're about to go with be with a man. So, like, I'm not mad. We can still be friends. Hopefully, we don't have no kids together. Maybe in the future, if I'm still single, we can. Like, if you want to be joint with a baby, and I was that great with, like, close to you. But, yeah, I think the the deceit part of it is the part that would like be scaring me to really try to give that a try um and I think even men I know men are into the whole bisexual woman thing but like you should be worried in that compartment because same thing with bisexual women I've seen a lot of bisexual women end up leaning heavily towards the woman side you know of course there's a lot more women out here who are in the middle like for sure like they equally love men and women or uh whatever but I've seen lots of bisexual women end up being like oh I was liking penis, but now I'm, like, a whole bunch of Regina. Like, you know what I mean? And then you end up getting left. And you might not think, you might think it's hot that your girl want another girl, but she don't want you no more. So I just think that is something to take into consideration. So I just thought their conversation was really interesting on The Breakfast Club. I started kind of watching the whole thing. It is something that kind of gave me a headache. It's just a lot. The terms, like, sis and um all these different terminologies. Um you know, and even the LGBTQ is no longer LGBTQ. They added like three new letters to that. Um like I think they added like a A in there somewhere and some and some other letters. Like that I didn't have when that weren't there when I was in high school. You know, and I graduated high school in 2012. So I don't know. I think sometimes as humans like we want to create a label for something so bad just so like other people will like understand right but you just be you like if you're asexual or you are don't identify as anything like why do you need a, a label necessarily i understand and i think this is where society comes in like I feel like the LGBTQ to some extent tries to rebel against society and being confined in like these like social constructs. But you're creating some as well. You're adding by adding all these extra terms because you need people to know that you fall under this umbrella instead of just being like, look, I like what I like and I am who I am. It doesn't need to have a label because labels are really made to make people feel comfortable right you give yourself a label so people can know where to put you and so they cannot be confused on you right because nobody wants anybody to be confused on who they are because then that creates like a thing that we don't want to deal with but it's like now we're creating all these terms to fit unique people because right you're creating all these terms to fit a unique person when you could just like be like look I am what I am. And if you can't quite wrap your head around that, then that's something you have to take up with yourself. You know, if we're having a respectful conversation, then I can probably answer some of your questions, but I don't need to, like, go out here and, like, add another letter to this, like, name already that's long to, like, make other people feel comfortable. And I think that's what people in the LGBTQ community who are, like, a little bit more complex with, like, their sexuality have been doing. They have been um, creating these other names um, and other terms and definitions just so people can be able to say, oh, that's what you are, okay? Like, I'm understanding it somewhat. Like, even if people don't agree with it necessarily, they could at least put a name to it and, like, that doesn't, that shouldn't matter. Because as being a gay person or just being a part of the LGBTQ, you're already, like, different. Like, you're already special. So, you know, you already don't fit in a box. So why continue to try to force and create names you know, just rep, rep you, rep you. And I get it. Like we all want a title. Like even when it comes to occupation, right? People always ask you your occupation as one of the first questions when you're getting to know them, because once they know what you do for a living, then they can decide what box they want to put you on. Oh, I'm not going to respect you. Oh, I'm going to decide to respect you. You know what I mean? Um, don't get me wrong, like, you know, that's why I am so vocal about me being a teacher because I, I feel like I have a respectable career. I personally don't judge people, like, on their careers. Like, if somebody tells me, like, oh, I'm X, Y, and Z, I'm not going to think any higher or less than you, um, of course, I might think some jobs are maybe more cooler. But as far as you as a person and you being decent, like, I'm not going to say, oh, you're below me because you work at, because uh, you deliver, I mean, you pick up trash and he's amazing because he's a doctor, A job is a job, but people do that, right? Just so they can decide what box they want to put people in. So, and that's the same thing with the sexuality thing. You know what I mean? Now, it's just another way to put somebody in a box and another way to like, you know, just put a name on someone to make everybody else feel comfortable and can, so they can somewhat understand, but it's not really up to them. As long as the people who are around you understand, like your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your parents or your close family and friends as long as like you have someone within those like terms of you understanding you like it doesn't really matter like i feel what the rest of society says but of course guys it's easier said than done so Thank you guys for letting me have my little rant today. I know I might have had a lot of information, and it probably isn't as fun as when me and Dorian are able to go back and forth with each other. But I definitely want to hear some opinions. Please DM me about this. Also, like my close friends who always like sometimes call me after they listen to an episode. Let me know what your opinion is. Call me. Like, let's talk about this because I would like to be more educated. I would like to hear other people's. Um, opinions on it Um, and just to see where y'all heads are because we are in new times and things are just going to keep getting more complicated and keep on advancing as the time and the years go on and we get older and more people are just being more comfortable with being themselves so once again guys this was your girl Ari Hart please follow me and Dorian at EGAT pod on Instagram and Twitter. And follow me at Heartcatcher and Dorian at Dorian Black. And guys, we will catch you guys at the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.